Okay, combat system, Fallout 3, hands down. Whoa, uh, jumping on heads is pretty good. Hello and welcome back to the House of Juice. We're here, we're Mo Video Games, and we are so excited you guys are here for this week's incredible episode. We talk about all sorts of things from the Nintendo Switch game availability to VR eye tracking. Will NPCs be looking at where you're looking? Will you be looking at NPCs? Will you get jump scared? I have no idea, but the technology might be coming around the corner. That's super exciting. Not to mention, we've got some really interesting game matchups today with some absolute bangers, as we do over here at the House of Juice. So grab some coffee, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Yeah, we're getting fancy here at the Mo Video Games Podcast. For those of you listening to the podcast that don't have the luxury of listening to uh, the video, <laughs> yeah, watching the video, we added an intro and outro, and uh, ooh, it's boy. fire! It's fire! It's uh, I cried the first time I saw it. <laughs> I don't think you've ever heard the song. It's called a uh, funky one. <laughs> to be fair, I mean they don't know that funky one is the name of the song that we use for our intro and outro. I don't know why the hell they know that. Well, it's, like it's in all of our descriptions banger. because we, we give that's credit. True. I mean, that's so. true. Yeah, for sure. But like, I guess maybe if you actually read that, let us know. <laughs> all right. Suggesting so some levels there. Looking kind of high. Uh, okay. Well. I also apologize. It's really hard to know how loud I'm talking because <laughs> of these like dampened sounds so much. So I feel like I'm screaming, but. No, it's all good. It, it, that Samsung phone microphone, ooh, primo. Perfect. It's premium. So some of our astute viewers on YouTube may or may not notice that uh, our boy Oliver is in a new location. Permanently. <laughs> Do I need to say more on that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know what, what my intent of that was, but... Let, let's talk a little bit about the setup you got going on right now. Oh, well, you know, I forgot to bring back my microphone and my camera. They're two very important things if you're going to record a video of a podcast. Um, so I'm on my phone right now, and I originally took like a pill bottle and shoved it into a coffee mug and then rested my phone on the handle of the coffee mug against the pill bottle in order to get stability. Uh, but because I didn't want it just to be a chin stream, you know, I want it to be a phase stream, not a chin stream. That's normal. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I remembered I brought some of my work home with me and conveniently, it's a nice flat surface raised <laughs> off of the ground and we have an antenna on one side so I can lean my phone against it and get the perfect stable setup. I can poke my phone right now. Bam, didn't move. That's how Boom. stable it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully this is only one week. Unless something terrible happens, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so very spicy. I hope spicy, my audio is okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it should be all right. But, uh, yeah, a little different. Uh, have, you, have you spoken about what's on your head? 
What's on my head? Oh, well, I am wearing a brand new pair of headphones. I was watching one of my favorite podcasters and I saw that he had a pair of these Sennheisers and I was like, oh my God, I need to get my own pair. And then it turns out I signed It's Maxwell. I got the same headphones as Maxwell. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? I definitely didn't get these several years ago because Maxwell got them and I was like, holy fuck, they're amazing. Um, yeah, I well, you also didn't get them several years ago either. I got them several years ago. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. It has been. I had them before I moved out to Virginia. Right? It was like right as you were moving out to Virginia. No, you got them when I came back to Iowa to come out here with you. So you I you ordered the them. and the headphones at the same time. What a <laughs> <Yeah>. splurge. <laughs> wow, I understand why I'm so stressed. <laughs> I'm not a big money baller for those who don't know. So I guess, okay, it depends on objects. I have a hard time spending money unless I think it's really worth it, which I think, I mean, a good pair of headphones, I think we both agree. Well, you for sure agree because you love tech way, way more than anyone <laughs> I know. But, but I'm, I'm very happy I spent the money that I did on these headphones. They're the Sennheiser Momentum 2s, right? It was yeah. in like the mid 200s when we bought them, maybe upper, somewhere in that range though. Yeah, yeah, mid 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 two hundreds was what we got them thought, on, which yeah. at the time was a sale price. I think they were normally like three fifty or something like yeah. that. They're they're kind of comparable um, in price to like the Bose and Sony. I think they started out more expensive, but the the prices fluctuate. They've since come out with newer ones. Like Bose has new ones, Sony has new ones, Sennheiser. It's like Momentum version three now. Um, sure, but yeah, but yeah, I definitely am very like I have not regretted purchasing these. I've had a little bit of regret here and there, but every time I put them on and listen to them, it goes away. So they just, they sound so much better than like any other headphones I've used. Um, yeah. The Switch, maybe that was a bad purchase, but once I play <laughs> fucking Breath of the Wild, I will take, I'll take all my regrets away. <laughs> yeah. It's only been, yeah, I guess almost two years than two of having the Switch and <laughs> not playing Breath of the Wild. But that's okay. That's okay. I've gotten yeah. through Odyssey, uh, Luigi's Mansion. I don't remember what else I played. Paper Mario. Paper Mario. And then I guess the remaster. The remaster series was clutch. That that was the big value added for me. That was <laughs> that huge. <came> out. <laughs> um, they just don't have a Thor Ragnarok, as I'm just going to keep calling it from now on, and other great bangers. So, Unfortunately. I mean, what other exclusives do people care about on Nintendo other than uh, Mario Mar Kart, Mario Party, Animal Crossing? Mario um, Party's kind of <laughs> Smash Bros. Uh, and then the Zelda games, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Let us know. I guess uh, the Metroid games. But those are, they haven't released anything yet for yeah, it. But they've been talking about it, Everyone would love right? that. Well, sure, but. Well, I thought they'd been talking about, like, seriously enough for us to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to come out. But you. Show me the footage. Oh, yeah, that's right here. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up my phone real fast. Um, they are. There's much more credence lent to Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I think that is currently in development, but it's still quite a ways away um but, before a metroid game comes out that's actually that kind of pisses me off uh, yeah you and every nintendo fan <laughs> i'm glad to know that the world is angry about this 
I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, you get the Switch and then you're like, show me, show me the exclusives. I mean, granted, the fact they got The Witcher 3 running on the Switch. They have Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal running on the Switch. They have Skyrim. Skyrim on the Switch. Like it's Skyrim was unbelievable. <laughs> but I mean, well, the the Not more from, unbelie- like, the hardware thing. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim. That, that's fantastic. Just the fact that it, that that shit fucking runs on a microwave now. Like the memes are fucking real. Like the it is definitely the next Minecraft in terms of that <laughs> meme dump. The the Skyrim, which is objectively better than Grand Theft Auto Five, as we learned in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> That was a big riff. I mean, I still feel a little bad for GTA Five. Hey, here's Does it another. to lose, yeah, but uh, another benefit is Skyrim can be played on the Switch. What cannot be played on the Switch? Grand Theft Auto Five. Boom. Can be played on a microwave. What can't be played on a microwave? Anything other than Skyrim and Minecraft. <laughs> it's true. Um, it is kind of. I'm kind of surprised that GTA hasn't had a port to the Switch yet. I don't know if that's like Nintendo. <laughs> Like, well, they they have other like adult games on there. I mean, Doom is not exactly like family friendly. Even so. The Witcher isn't very fr- family friendly. Yeah, so I I was gonna say, oh, maybe they there's something about that, but I don't know. I mean, those are more gory and maybe some sexual things. Well, definitely yeah, in The Witcher, druggy. there's there's some sexual things. But yeah, GTA is definitely it's like a Did lot Trevor more being, like cracked out, right? <laughs> yeah, drugs and more murder and like cop murder it's not good not it, not it's not family friendly well yeah and it takes place in like our universe you know like yeah it's more real in our universe yeah so so maybe it's very real <laughs> you have to do fucking yoga in that game and mop the floor but you would think like talking about what it takes to run that it, it would be like it would be super potato graphics, but I mean that's essentially what Doom and Doom Eternal and The Witcher are super potato graphics. But it's running on there. But I don't know. Maybe there's just hardware limitation, or Rockstar just doesn't care. Yeah. Who knows? They're, they're I too would busy. Kind of guess it's on Rockstar, but because I doubt that. Like, I, it's not like Nintendo is reaching out to what's the studio that made The Witcher? Uh, it's Cyberpunk, uh, CD Projekt Red. There we go. Yes, yes, the fuck ups. That's why I yeah. liked them out of my. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I doubt that. I doubt that Nintendo's reaching out to them to put their games on their platform, right? I'm guessing that CD Projekt Red is reaching out. It, or do you I, think it is Nintendo? I could see it either way, and maybe it depends game to game. Because I mean, for Nintendo, you put a huge game on there, and now you gain more people that were on the fence about the switch being like oh well if i can play this game on there i'll give it a whirl or like i've been wanting to play this game portably or something so it, it but it, it's a good point it i doubt it drives a lot of sales like it, it has to be the nintendo first party is driving like the majority of it but um yeah but- i would imagine it's better for the developers because like if i bought a switch and then wasn't considering buying another console. You know, I would yeah. want my game to be on that console. Like, if I was younger, I'd probably get the Switch and then wouldn't think about getting something else until, you know, like, I'd let years pass until I was just going to get my next console and view it more like that. Then now we have full time jobs, so we can do it. Well, you yeah. Do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but it's kind of the same reason that Sony is pushing their first party games onto um, PC now. And so speaking of Days Gone just had its PC launch. 
and uh it sounds like that it was actually a really good port um mm. for Shocker. days gone so that, yeah so that, that's pretty cool um so hats off to the the devs that did that i assume it was the ben studio that originally developed it i think they're the ones who did the pc port but uh, digital foundry did a really nice video on it and it looks like especially from like graphical settings and the ability like the user interface and stuff they they did a really nice job and added some features and graphical settings that aren't even available on the ps5 upgrade um hmm. so definitely definitely a That's good nice. port there so if you play yeah. it on the pc days gone one of my favorite games it's like it's still not reviewing super well um so it's it's one of those games that's going to be it's either for you or it is not for you like i I don't think if you like zombie games and you like kind of the survival like third person shooter type stuff i think it's a game you should absolutely check out but if you're kind of tired it doesn't do anything fresh with the zombie apocalypse genre other than the hordes which i think is super cool um but there's nothing super fresh to the genre. I just think it's a really well executed game. So that's 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 my two cents right there. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, um, tech news. Hit me with it. Uh, I don't have much, but uh, Apple is now selling PS5 DualSense controllers. And that is because they recently, with all their updates like iOS and macOS and all that kind of stuff, uh, the DualSense controller is now compatible um, with all those devices for mm -hmm. gaming. Um, but so is the Xbox Series X. It was like both at the same time. Um, but those, so I know specifically Apple is directly selling from the Apple Store PS5 controllers. I don't know if they're doing that with the Xbox controllers. I imagine they are, but I haven't backed that up. But I just thought that was kind of an interesting It's kind of thing. weird. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to buy. But uh, mobile gaming is becoming such a thing now. Uh, as we talked about a few podcasts ago, and Purple Misfit brought up the really good point of, like for some people that's your only gaming option um especially for a lot of younger people um that maybe don't have like a console of their own or like their older sibling is playing on it or something um and you can play like Fortnite on your phone and all that kind of stuff and maybe having a controller to pair with that might make it a little bit nicer um so it it makes some sense I think it, it's antithetical to our beliefs I would but, never buy it from the apples like if I was if I wanted a DualSense controller to play games on my Mac, which is already a ridiculous statement, but if I was <laughs> in that situation, I would just buy the fucking Mac from, you know, Apple, and then I would move to a different browser and pull up, you know, I would just go through anyone else to buy my PlayStation 5 controller. The only time, I guess, is, yeah, literally if I'm buying a laptop and I'm like, I don't want to buy through Best Buy or something. I don't know. Yeah, like it, it, maybe there. I didn't. I haven't looked at the website that much, so here I am again, coming unprepared. But maybe, it, like, if they're bundling it or something, that would be kind of interesting. From what it looked like, they were just selling it the normal price, the sixty nine ninety five, um, like price that Sony sells the Dual Sense for. But yeah, if there was maybe some bundles, or if you're like, hey, I'm going to game on this, or I'm going to get a new phone for my kid to game on, and I'm going to, and I, I want them to have a controller of their own you see that um i, I don't know in the shopping cart yeah and and maybe like oh with uh now now that they have the controller it's like oh might as well get the ps5 alongside it. 
<laughs> um, except nobody so can weird. get one. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's bizarre. I don't. But it's like it's it's kind of cool, I, especially as cloud gaming improves as well. Being able to connect that that controller to your phone and cloud game on there, so now it's not just mobile games or mobile versions of games. You're playing full fledged games. That could be that could be pretty cool. And now maybe I mean it's not apparent right now, but I could see like a future where a Sony first party game that came to PC and has dual sense support on the PC and now you're playing that through some kind of cloud gaming service on your phone with a dual sense um maybe maybe in 5 years or or something we'll we'll see something like that it's a possibility but sounds a little ridiculous but i concur or maybe it's a sign of sony drumming up uh, doing a little little cooking little chefing uh of their own cloud gaming service um, or maybe they'll do a partnership. I think Sony coming out with their own seems unlikely. I don't think as a company they're I built agree. to do that. Yeah. Um, but like it, it, man, if they partner with Stadia, that'd be spicy. That would be so spicy. Stadia is really uh, the only cloud gaming platform worth anything right now. Um, if they partnered with Stadia and I could get like all the PS4 titles on it, or sorry, PS5, like the new titles, I would definitely consider not buying a ps5 and going through stadia and that definitely could keep me around too if i knew that like other releases were coming out in the future you know that i was interested in that would definitely definitely make the model very tempting because like yeah cloud gaming i just don't see what it has to offer over having dedicated hardware but if i can circumvent the dedicated hardware you know (laughs) the title then yeah for sure i'll I'll pay yeah so it's i I don't know that the future gaming it's God, it's wild. They they also I, we may not have spoken about this, but there's or maybe we did. But the 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 new PSVR um, rumored to be coming out and stuff is looking. The the rumors are wild. It sounds like it's actually going to be like uh, pretty incredible. Uh, do I trust these rumors? No, I do not. Am I hoping that they are right? Absolutely. Um, but like it, essentially, incredibly high resolution, like on par with like the HTC Vive Pro. Um, in their good good field of view, um, high refresh rate. Uh, they've already unveiled the controllers, which I, I think I had a post about on Maxwell Lewis Gaming on Instagram. <laughs> Plug. And uh, they, they they look good. They, they look kind of like the Oculus ones, uh, but more like a dedicated actual VR controller, unlike before it was just like the PS Move controllers is what you were using with the, the old iteration. Um, but there was... They'll have like 3D audio will be a big part of it too, um, which should be pretty cool. And then I think they the the rumor said something about eye tracking, which would be gnarly I, from a development perspective. I I don't know what all that unlocks as capability, but I have to imagine uh, a good amount. <laughs> yeah, that would be hmm, that would be very weird. Like it, imagine. I mean, in, in real life, when you when you want to look over here, you don't always turn your head to look over there. But in VR, you have to. But if you could literally shift your eyes to the left and the what you're viewing inside turned, like if if it was more natural, like it followed your state of where your eyes are, in addition mm, to I moving. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just, it's just a little bit more natural, maybe. 
I was thinking like when you're interacting with characters and you're making eye contact with them or not or some oh. shit like that. That'd be crazy. Like that'd be kind of fun, you know? Or you like, yeah, you like look at someone too long or you look at something that you're not supposed to look at or, you know, they respond to you looking at like some shit that you're not supposed to look at. That'd be, that'd be wild. Like, oh, that that's... definitely add a lot of immersion, but that seems very hard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe not, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it depends on where the technology is for sure. Um, I could see maybe some kind of like horror game implementation too, like tracking if your eyes are closed um, mm-hmm. or something or, or based on some blinks that 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 you're doing, um, like adding some jump scares or something, maybe based on kind of where you're looking. I, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's definitely mm-hmm. I think there's some cool potential. Also, your phone buzzing is makes your makes you look wild. It's kind of yeah. Cool. I'm sorry. I I muted my phone. I forgot it was not on mute. So, <laughs> but and then totally displaced it. Like slid down. <laughs> adjust the camera too. The foolproof system. Um, but yeah. So that, that's that's pretty wild. Um, the the last thing. It's not it's not so much tech news, but I was laying in bed the other night, and there was this <laughs> game I played as a as a young child where you you kind of you walk through this hospital and then there are these patients that you're trying to cure and to cure them you actually like go into their brain and into the blood vessels and stuff and it's it's super old super weird i I should look up when it came out um but i couldn't think of what it was called and so went to reddit and luckily um it's like r slash tip of your tongue um it's basically where you you can't quite think of something and you post it and then people suggest and they actually figured it out it's called 3d body adventure um it sounds like a horrible game i'm really gonna be honest here oh 1993 so it is right after i was born now everyone knows my age. Oh no! Um, but yeah, it's a uh, go. Go check it out. I I'm not going to leave any links. To anything I don't even know what I would link in the description below. But just look up 3D Body Adventure. Um, you, you can watch some YouTube's uh, YouTube's <laughs> of people playing the game, and uh, j- just to see what I'm talking about. But it was like it was a huge whoosh of nostalgia. But I think it's also so the game freaked me out as a kid. And I think that is part of why I get like almost pass out in medical situations. Um, maybe TMI, maybe for most people who probably don't care. But um, yeah, so that that was kind of like a weird like trip down memory lane nostalgia. But like the game still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's just it's something about it's it's not even close to the uncanny valley, but it is at the same time. Um, yeah, maybe the best way to describe it. But yeah, super super weird. Yeah, having minimal idea what the game is about outside of what you've told me, I'm imagining like you're like in a hospital and then when you start working on somebody, it switches to, I don't know if you've seen the scene from, I think it's a family guy where Stevie is, this is also very grotesque or what do you want to call it? NSFW? Yeah, there we go. Not okay. Work. Yeah. Uh, Stevie is in his the parents just had sex and he is the sperm and they are all racing like spaceships (laughs) to try to get uh, to the egg and that's like what I'm imagining except you are like spaceship with guns like killing like bloodborne pathogens or something like that 
That would be a crazy game, you know? I would do that. Save people's life by playing, like, Star Fox 64, except you're in people's blood vessels. Yeah, that, that conceptually, that's what it is, but just, um, it's, like, static images that you, like, okay. it's almost like a point-and-click. Like, you're just, like, rotating to different images and then, like, moving kind of stuff. So, same, it's, it's in a 3D space, but it is not 3D. But, yeah, sure. essentially that. So just up that one frame a minute to like 60 frames per second and you got you got the game. Got exact thing. It's perfect. Um but yeah, that that's pretty much all I had. I mean, we just we just streamed on Tuesday. There's not hasn't been a whole lot that, that caught my attention since then. So I'm gonna have to spread these farther apart. I guess. <laughs> Dang. Tech news. Uh trying to think if I got anything, but nah. I've just been thinking about how pretty the iPhone 12 Pro looks. Yes. Mm. beautiful i i keep thinking about the pixel 6 too um that uh i i saw a rumor that they were going to take like a a 50 megapixel camera on the pro version of the pixel 6 that they're actually going to come out with the pixel 6 pro um i was like man insane if that's real if you combine a gigantic great sensor with google's photo like ai technology gg gg uh it'll probably still suck at video but hey those pictures they're gonna be okay i can't take photo 30 times a second that's impossible i also saw a really interesting render of course there's tons of like people putting out their own renders of like what they think phones will look like of the iphone 13 that they got rid of the lightning port and so there's no longer a charging port but they brought back the headphone jack And Why? that would be very interesting. Well, so Apple just, I guess maybe this is news. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but they brought back, um, or they didn't bring back, but with Apple Music now, they're adding lossless audio um, and and spatial audio uh, for no additional charge um, to that. And uh, so, but to get that functionality, typically you have to be plugged in. Um, it's, it's harder to, to get that digitally. You can, or like via Bluetooth or whatever, but you have to have a little bit more processing. Um, so, so that could be something they're going to is trying to get more high fidelity audio out there. And a lot of people didn't want the, the headphone jack on, but getting rid of a charging port, I don't understand how that's going to work super well. So yeah, they're just expecting everyone to do the inductance charging or whatever. I mean, that would, charging. that would be the idea. I don't know what else you'd be doing. So I just feel like it's I mean, I do like wireless charging. Like if I'm sitting like if I'm at work or something, it's nice, you know, because then sure, I can like pick up my phone really easy. You don't have to worry about the, the cable getting in the way or anything like that. But there's times where I just need to blast like 50 percent and as fast as possible because I'm about <laughs> to leave or something like that. Yes, I, you're just not going to get fast charging without plugging it in. I mean, I have maybe, but I don't see how that's going to, I don't see how that's possible. But. I, I mean, I, I think you can get fast charging, but I think the amount of fast charging you can get is probably greater through a charging port um, rather than the actual. But but we, we could be wrong there. Um, could be wrong. I don't I, see how you would ever be a direct connection, right? Like that's, I don't think, I feel like that's, that's held true long enough that I think I'd be impressed for that data to change. Yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll we'll see but that that would be that would be incredibly interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. Just be very interested to see. 
I'm interested to, what, what, well, I guess the other question was what megapixel is like the iPhone Pro 12 at? I think 12, 12 megapixel. Haven't, but haven't cameras been at like 12 megapixels for a while now? And like, what, what are they doing to improve their, is it just like software improvements to the image or? Yeah, there's, there's a lot more than resolution that goes into it. I don't have all of that, but like aperture and I don't know, the actual sensor and how much information it's able to gain. Like, like resolution is one thing, but is it, how is it capturing the light and how much bleed is there to the sensor pixel stuff? Um all that kind of stuff i i know very little about it so anyone listening leave a comment down below if you know more and and know why um how it is it's just basically though there's a lot more than resolution that goes into picture quality um so obviously with higher resolution you can capture more information but if you're if that's at the if you're sacrificing other parts of image quality for it you, i don't think it's worthwhile to get the the higher resolution so yeah but who knows? Who knows? knows? Not me. Who knows? Somebody, maybe, somebody smart. Maybe knows you do, Canvas. but not me. Yeah, <laughs> that be. Every Canadian has a 50 megapixel camera. That's that's all I've heard. That's facts. I've never heard anything else. Mostly because I never hear claims about Canadians' ownership of cameras. Period. But well, that's just because we don't live in Canada. Sad face. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't, Ooh. I don't have any, I don't have any other tech news, any, anything like really that exciting. Well, I guess we got to talk about video games then. I guess. Um, so if you follow our bracket, which you can find at the link in the description below, uh, you may notice that the games we're talking about this week are not the ones that would have come up next. And that's just because the next games are fire flames matchups. And since Oliver is kind of out of his element this time, we wanted to make sure and give those the full room to breathe that they need. Uh, so we're moving up to some slightly less juicy, but still juicy because this is the house of juice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, some matchups. I gotta start buying more juice. I feel like it's only appropriate if you're the house of juice. <laughs> then like I need to be, you know, at least keep some OJ in the trunk or something but like that. Do you need more juice if you are already the house of juice? That's the real question. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I feel like if you're the house of juice, you need to support all juices worldwide. You know, like it, <laughs> you have to. It has to be like a community juice thing. So. So I guess they called is it did they used to at least call like basks or baseball players getting juiced? No, everyone getting juiced, just steroids in general. Are yeah, get, are get juiced, bro. <laughs> no, we're just the house of steroids. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll throw away my OJ then. I... <laughs> um, speaking of, I was wondering what are the matchups next week? Because <laughs> might as well allude to how juicy they are. All right, so next week for me. I have The Last of Us Part 2 versus The Witcher 3. I have no fucking idea what you're going to pick there. <laughs> <laughs> At least I think that's my matchup. Actually, I think it should probably pop up on screen. Yeah, I think you should be able to see this. Um, so well, I guess actually I don't know. I kind of have the screen cut off a little bit. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to see that perfectly. Let me zoom in real quick. Bibbidi-bop. 
Dirty Bob. <laughs> it's we're gonna know. get DMCA'd because <laughs> <laughs> we are so perfectly matching that. Um, I don't know why I can't zoom in. Um, but I think yeah, you can see enough at least. You can see the. Um, so Oliver has the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Metroid Prime. Uh, so that should be incredibly juicy. Maxwell has Last of Us Part 2, yeah, and The Witcher 3. So, um, yeah. I will say, I think that my decision on today's matchup is probably going to dictate a lot about how I approach next week's matchup. Because mm. I, it's, it's a similar stressor between the two. Which I guess I can just get into since we already highlighted what games they are. So I'm talking about Fallout 3 versus... Uh, Super Mario 64. Oh, yes. Which, if you asked me at the beginning of this top 50 showdown that has lasted us, we're almost at a one, our one-year mark, right? We're, we're like episode, this is the 45th episode, I think. Yeah, it's, so, it's pretty darn close. I, it, we might have actually passed our one-year mark. Yeah, because I feel like we've missed episodes here and there, right? So maybe we have been doing it for more than a year. Well, we'll have to look that up. Totally random, yeah. But like, I was thinking about that. We've been doing this for for a while. It doesn't feel like we've been doing it for very long. But then I saw we we're on our forty fourth episode. And I'm like, oh god. Um, you keep going. I'm I'm gonna look up. I'm trying to look up on the website. Um, on our podcast, what it is. So. Okay. So, but so either way, yeah. If you asked me at the beginning of this, I and I heard that I had to compare Super Mario sixty four to Fallout three, I would have just laughed in your face and said, "Gg, easy." pick super mario 64 without batting a singular eyelash not even a brow just a fucking eyelash which are two totally different things so the expression's horrible but um well i've talked about both games in the past obviously they're slightly different fallout 3 being an open world role-playing post-apocalyptic game um where Daddy's gone. You're crying, and you got to go out <laughs> into the big bad world um, to find find Daddy, uh, and then save the world in the process. Because why not? Might as, might as well just make it a world saver game as well. <laughs> um, where Super Mario sixty four, you jump and then you jump again and then you go wahoo as you're jumping the third time. <laughs> yes, it's the highest jump ever. That's like the entire game. Oh, and jumping on Goomba's heads. Very important. Um, so when I think about Super Mario 64, the amount of powerful nostalgia that just overcomes me is indescribable. But I think if I was going to be a good level-headed game reviewer, I'd probably have to factor a good chunk of that out, which if I'm thinking about it, I mean, Fallout 3 just offers so much more than as like a Nintendo 64 game would literally ever be able to offer, right? Like not just in terms of like graphics, but like I it's not like I have one mission, right? I have like a fucking trillion side missions. There's a trillion towns to explore. There's a trillion buildings and a trillion towns to explore. Like the sheer amount of content alone. The soundtrack also a banger. I mean Koji Kondo be banging, but the whole Fallout 3 soundtrack was also a banger. Well well here let, let me let me pause you for just a second. <clears throat> Let's remember the mission of this top 50 bracket. It's not to be, oh, wow, the, the camera got <laughs> moved. That's how exasperated you were by that. Um, but we're not here to be the world's greatest, most sensical reviewers. We're here to figure out 
our top 50 games. So keep that in mind. Well, that just is such a big blow for Super Mario 64. But I don't know, like... I mean, just how much... I mean, the nostalgia argument just goes hand in hand with what you're saying. But I guess that's that's really... I mean, to me, how much I weigh nostalgia just dictates this match entirely. Like, they're both phenomenal games in their own regard and do exactly what they set out to do very well. Super Mario 64, uh, obviously very groundbreaking for its time being three-dimensional and having a soundtrack of the gods and mocha oh yeah i see that little cat leg coming in there Um, also since you knocked your phone your your internet quality went to poo poo that's not how that works but i appreciate that um is my audio okay at least uh no that's pretty bad it's like should i try leaving and then rejoining let's let's give that a whirl let's give that a whirl oh yeah they can just look at mocha yeah 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 hello everybody i hope you all are doing well today Got, got my cat, she just ate, and for some reason, after she eats, she just goes, she just goes ham everywhere. Hello, and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Is it any better? Uh, I think it's a little bit better, yeah. So it's still pretty bad? Actually, no, it's, it's, it's looking pretty good. Okay, okay. I would, I would, borderline, great. <laughs> Don't go that far. I'm gonna knock my phone again. Um... <laughs> But yeah, either way, like I, from the Oliver perspective, it is really just how much I weigh nostalgia that would dictate which way this matchup goes. Yeah. Um, which to be fair, I mean, I have great memories of Fallout 3, but I also, as weird as it's at, like Fallout has had, <laughs> they've just, they've released like what feels like five carbon copies of the same exact fucking game. I mean, not literally there's tweaks on it, but like between like fallout three, fallout four, fallout new Vegas. Um, I don't know what 76 was like, cause everyone started shitting on it. And then I literally <laughs> never paid attention to it again, but I would assume it's probably the same exact fucking game. It's just like they figured out the formula and they stuck with it. So I guess I'll give it a little knock for that. Um, but man, that the like swing soundtrack of Galaxy News Radio or whatever it is. I'm pretty sure it's Galaxy News Radio. Uh, that shit gets stuck in your head and will never leave. Um, so, whew. I mean, graphically, I'd have to give it to Fallout 3. Amount of content, Fallout 3. Soundtrack, you're not mm. beating you're not beating Bomb Bomb Battlefield. There we go. Ever. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna have a hissy fit if you threw something over Koji Kondo, but uh, I mean, honestly, like, okay, combat system Fallout Three, hands down. Whoa, uh, jumping on heads is pretty good. Amount of polygons Fallout Three. <laughs> Amount uh, of entertainment per polygon mario that's very true that's a very good point very important factor to consider so but i i would probably i mean definitely like innovation and creativity with super mario 64 definitely huge margin lead in my opinion um 
if you're factoring in the time, right? Like if you played Super Mario 64, you would not be like, this is a groundbreaking game. <laughs> they figured out how to reduce the polygons of Odyssey and make less content somehow at the same time. <laughs> um, I, I just don't think that for an Oliver review, based on what you're saying, it is a disservice to let Fallout 3 even come close to beating Super Mario 64. So I think I, I think I have to just knock out Fallout 3. As much as I hate to say it, I do love that game a lot, but Super Mario 64 has to be a top fiver for me. And we're not at the top five yet. So And I mean I guess- if you want to talk like objectively gaming wise, like talking about what Super Mario 64 did for the gaming industry and versus Fallout 3, I think it's an easy win there too. Yeah, it definitely is like a very foundational game in terms of, yeah, everything that we're doing now uh, in so many ways. <laughs> it's like, if, if I was going to describe Super Mario 64 in terms of like a, a band that had a similar impact, I'd probably have to say, you know, Super Mario 64 is like the Beatles. <laughs> uh I love saying yep. that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maxwell doesn't like that at all. <laughs> and, hey, I, 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 ignoring that entirely, um, it, with this being the 64th game in the series, I mean, you also have to hope that it is <laughs> they've learned from the previous 63 iterations. But <laughs> okay, I just had to throw that really dumb joke in there, and I will never <laughs> iter- utter those words again. So. I'm saying that every single time from now on. Anyone asks. <laughs> Why is it called Super Mario 64? 64th iteration. Did you know that Star Fox 64 is also the 64th? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like they, they had so many iterations of so many games before they released the, the, the 64th console, <laughs> the Nintendo 64. Oh my god, that's so dumb. <laughs> hey, at, so at least it didn't take them 360 iterations like Xbox, so... And then they realized their first iteration was the best the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the Xbox One, baby. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, that first uh, set of levels, like, when you first walk into Princess Peach's castle, like, every single song in those levels and every single level is so fucking iconic. And, like, it's just so ingrained in so many people's heads because of just how absolutely iconic um it is and like the never-ending staircase which traumatizes me greatly and is also a speed running phenomenon uh <laughs> i mean it's the whole package and okay big plus for super mario 64 the speed running community as a whole is insane the speed runs are amazing to watch i have never watched a fallout 3 speed run in my life if someone's speed running it go play super mario 64 <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out go you're play playing a real the wrong game, game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, I do feel a little bad for knocking Fallout 3. I spent a lot of time with that game. I really love the post-apocalyptic nature of it. Like the whole, whole set and setting of it, um, while, you know, you're just like literally exploding heads while listening to like big band music. There's just like not a dumber, but more perfect combination that I could come up with in my head. Um, especially for the time that I was playing it. Cause that was like high school for me. And I was just like, okay. it was the perfect amount of violence that I needed, you know? 
Yeah. Or I guess it, it might've been, it might've been like early college, but yeah, in that range. So, but yeah, rip and peace ball at three. I got to give it to Super Mario. I, th- I think that's a good choice. I know you do. <laughs> you, <laughs> you vouched for it pretty clearly. And I was like, eh, good point. I did. It's, it's hard for me to imagine Fallout 3 beating Super Mario 64, unless you remove the fact of when it was released entirely and just say if you objectively. The context, without yeah, context, like, Fallout 3 is better. I mean, yeah, Fallout 3 is a, is a newer game. It's like Alan Wake sucks now, <laughs> but for the time, <laughs> maybe it sucked less. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I definitely think it sucked less for the time. That It's a very Xbox 360 gen game. Let me put it that way, which, yeah. to be fair, was not the glory days of gaming, I will say. But I do feel like we've hit a real good stride with games, too. I, I, I think that this gen and, like, last gen will age a lot better than a lot of Xbox 360 titles. I mean, even shit just like Gears of War, just, like, stylistically is not what people are looking for anymore. But at the time, yeah, yeah that's, it, it's like, they put a fucking chainsaw on a machine gun, and everyone's like, this is the best game ever. <laughs> You know, like people, people love that. But if you release that now, people will be like, you're weird. Like, that's just not, it's not what the gaming community wants. It, it seems like the gaming community is kind of following our generation almost, or maybe it's just like what we care about, but like, it, it seems to be resonating with us because like when Gears of War came out, we were Mountain Dew, Dorito, hopped up teenagers that are like, hell yeah, bro. Gotta get those chainsaws, machine guns. <laughs> da, 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 da. And now we're like, mm, yes, we are uh, cultured adults. And uh, so we need uh, some emotions in our stories I play now. Last of Us Part 2 because yes. I'm an intellectual. Mm, yes, quite mature. So <laughs> who knows? But it, it does seem. But there's also, on the hindsight, that there's just like Doom is. It, so it, it's not so much that I guess the the like age uh, culture thing that that was sarcastic. If you couldn't pick up on that, I tried to lay it on heavily, but like Doom is just a better iteration of like a, a run and gun. Yeah, like, for shoot sure. Em up. But and stylistically, I think it'll just survive a lot longer. You know, like I mean, Gears of War was only what two colors, maybe three, <laughs> yeah. and then they added another color the next game, and they call it a day. So. Yeah, I do think that Gears of War is like, I still enjoy Gears of War a lot. And the story was actually like pretty good. I will give it that like the the gameplay was fun um, and the story is pretty good. I just think that people would think it is weirder now than we thought when it was released. You know, I just don't think it I don't I can't think of many games that like really approach an alien race trying to take over your world the same way, like even remotely. Um yeah, and uh, some of it too might just be where it's there's too many games now, and it's and it's a little too similar. Um, not mm-hmm. not retreading like Halo one through three, solid, and then it was kind of like okay, things th- things went down a little bit. Maybe th- there were a couple spikes in there. I've heard good things about Reach. I think. Um, I've heard good things about Reach's uh pvp not as much i i mean i yeah. thought Reach's story was good it's just like i don't know I, halo one and two story definitely and three captured me a lot more than 
Halo Reach, especially Halo ODST. That game was. I was not a fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think Gears is kind of going through the same thing. I mean, they're on Gears 5. And so I think it's, I, I've heard really good things about it. And they've like, they brought in some really good graphical um, improvements and stuff. So I, it, it's not, the intent is not to hate on Gears, um, but just use it For as sure. an example of something born out of that generation of it's, consoles. It's, what, what did my brother say? If it's an Xbox 360 game, if you're some random person walking around in a full suit of armor, just like whatever that game <laughs> you're playing is, Gears of War is the same shit. I mean, I guess Marcus Phoenix doesn't have his helmet on and Dom doesn't either. A couple guys don't have their helmet on, but they're in a full suit of armor outside of that. Like, You got to have full range of motion with your neck. That's true. Otherwise, you can't trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, man, 360 gen is just weird. And then it, that was also for like the peak of, I felt like the graphical, just like every single Call of Duty looked, I mean, it did look way fucking better than the last one, but it felt like that's all that people were focusing on as we've harped about a couple of times. But yeah, yeah, Xbox 360 games. There's some good ones that kept around like Fallout 3, but uh, yeah, I think the gen as a whole, the gen as a whole has just been pretty hard outdone because it wasn't much of a creative john her generation yeah and that's i mean that's it's a good thing as as the consoles become more powerful and easier to develop for developers can produce more and better quicker and easier um and and kind of see their full vision i i doubt that the combat in alan wake was exactly what they would have done given infinite resources um it's it for for what it was i think that that was a, a good iteration of, of what they were probably able to achieve then but yeah if they were able to develop that on the ps5 or xbox series x today um it would have been vastly different so it's it's a good thing that it's improving like if we look back on games and think ooh, then that just means we're improving and in a better space so i I, sure. I can't knock it it's it's just it's a sign of good things it's a positive yeah, and- like as we've talked, I mean, it, yeah, it's or as you're saying, it's like it's just hard to not just even like a compute, but like the way that like uh, like coding practices and stuff like that. I assume at least like people have better you know APIs and shit like that, and better libraries in order to use to build games faster and better, which allows them to put way more fucking content in the game. Like the fact yeah. that that was one of the craziest things about GTA Five is like the shooting was great, the driving was great, the world was huge. There were so many stories, like everything that it did, it wasn't uh you know the best at its game, but everything that it did, it did really well, and it did so much that it just like the scope of the game is just unbelievable for that yeah. regard. Um, where it's like, yeah, Alan Wake. I mean, the driving was kind of funny. It was not horrible, but it was that passable. was the highlight of the game was the driving. The yeah, the combat was like super. I didn't mind the combat as much as you did, but the combat was annoying. I will give you that for sure. <laughs> um, you know, the story was what they did, and that's what they spent the time on. So, but yeah, either way, fuck Fallout Three, and that's out. Super Mario Sixty Four. Oh! Up the pop, ladder, pop. <laughs> Um, all right, so getting into my games this week. Dead by Daylight versus God of... I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. God of War. That, that's it. And this is the Ooh, 20... Not fair. Yeah, it's, it's not fair at all. I mean, right now, 
God of War wins. I, I will tell you that right off the bat. Um, I've been playing God of War, and I was actually just playing it before we hopped onto this podcast. I'm I'm getting close to the end, and I'm trying to actually go through like all of the like explore the hub world and do as many if not all of the side missions which i did not do i explored probably 50 to 60 percent of the hub world and some of the side missions before um, but i'm doing some stuff that i didn't do the first time around and i'm also blown away at all of the resources there are like i i'm also being very conservative in what i'm spending resource wise so right now i am at almost a hundred thousand experience that i haven't spent and like three hundred and fifty thousand uh hack silver. Um because wow. I'm essentially just not spending a dime. So a, a trick Go ahead. They give you so many resources though. I feel like you'd the hack silver I definitely ran out of a couple times. But experience was very easy to max out your entire skill tree. At least I don't know if you did, but on my playthrough I definitely maxed out everything. But it sounds like I was a lot more thorough with side missions than you were. Yeah, you, you you were for sure, uh, especially on my first playthrough. But but the thing is, is that with experience, not, is it, it's not only used for the skill tree, but for your um, the the special moves. I forget what they're called. Um, there's like a a light one or your runic attacks. Yeah, like you you use skill points. That's right. To upgrade yes. those, and that can be very expensive. So like the third level for one of my runics is eighteen thousand experience. Um. It's a, it's a really powerful runic, so it makes sense. Um, but that that's also why I'm like, I, I kind of want to m- not be blowing all of my experience on these lower ones until like combat gets too difficult. But so far, it hasn't been difficult enough to warrant spending it to make sure that I have some really powerful ones that I can then just blow. And then all of a sudden, I'll, I'll have a huge power bump at some point um, when I start doing that in there. But I, I have all of the skills that I want. Um, but I have not spent it on ones I don't think I'll use. Like all the ones where it requires you to switch stances, I haven't spent any skill points in those because that's not something that I think about in combat. I could probably force myself to do it, um, but I haven't seen enough of the advantage. And then there's another one where it's like while you are evading or dodging, then you would like you can do a combo type thing. Those I might start getting because that seems like it could. I do a absolute crap ton of dodging and evading um but i don't know i'm kind of i feel like i'm in the sweet spot of the skills that i want um i'm I'm definitely doing a strength build so if you don't know god of war um you have like strength defense vitality cooldown luck runic um and there's maybe one or two others in there i'm missing Um, but those are like stat trees and based on the type of armor you're wearing and enchantments and um, upgrades it changes each of those stats so until you get like to like platinuming the game 100 completion you're essentially having to select which of those attributes you are wanting to be the highest it's typical of any role-playing game like you're not just going to be like oh max everything bro i'm good to go um but they i'm doing a strength build long story short is like any opportunity i get to max strength i am doing it and it feels really good it is it's kind of forcing me to be a dexterity um 
skill because if Dead i stage. get hit yeah i i wasn't gonna say it but you said it there it is i'll say it um, every single time because if i get hit it is like it's a it good chunk of health it's a very large chunk of health but i can also kill them quickly so it's forcing me to use the shield a lot more than i did on the first playthrough um which wow I I really did not use the shield at all in the first playthrough, and man, that thing is useful. <laughs> it's tell you. OP, like especially <laughs> if you. Well, I don't. Know. I think it's actually shields are OP in Dark Souls too. So never mind. Shields are just people don't know how to balance shields. I guess as a yeah. true Dex bitch, yeah, shields are OP, man. That's that's weak shit. But yeah, it feels great. God of War. You throw that guy up, and nothing happens. Like. <laughs> That, the worlds could be thrown on top of you, and as long as you're pressing the shield button, bam, Kratos is like, I'm good. I couldn't believe it. There's a couple times where, like, if an enemy is swinging at you, they'll like flash red before, and those are unblockable, so you'll still take yeah. damage if you if you block. But there are so many things that you wouldn't think you could block that you can. I mean, don't be like an ancient just hurling his entire body's flames from the depths of hell at you, and you're just like. Boop. Ain't feeling shit, bro. <laughs> um, it's it's ridiculous, but I love it. It's it, it is OP, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But I started using a lot, so I got the skill where if you have a perfect block of a projectile, you can then shoot, shoot it, it back. back. That, I oh, love that one. That's another great skill. Oh my gosh, that one feels great. With uh, there's at least I thought one Valkyrie, if not maybe all of them. But I thought you can use that in the Valkyrie fights, and that feels real good. I, uh, I bet. I, I, I'm pretty much. I'm gonna save all the Valkyries until I've beaten the story. Um, sure. Is a, is my plan right now? But I, I, yeah, I have to imagine that uh, all of the skills probably become a lot more useful um, in those Valkyrie fights. <laughs> I was also gonna ask: Have you uh, done anything with Musefelheim yet? I'm assuming Niflheim's in game, so I don't think you can even access that until late. No, I, I've been thinking about it, especially since you were talking about like it. You, it's more of a mid-game um, type place, but I, I feel like I'm already so powerful that I don't know if I could really gain much more. Like I already have like pretty much epic equipment for everything. Um, you would definitely. I'm like ninety percent. Actually, I guess maybe not. Yeah, maybe you are too late. It's hard to tell because, yeah, Musefelheim is definitely... I kind of wish that they pushed it a little bit harder uh, to try to get people to go because it would be a huge power spike if you went. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, give it a whirl. Um, all of my enchantments are epic, but I think my armor is still the purple level, which I think is like legendary or something. Um, you can just look up the stats online too. I mean, it's not like it's going to ruin the game for you. So maybe you just look True. up the armor set and see if it would benefit you. You're going to have to go through it at some point for to get one of the Valkyries. But uh, oh, okay. But honestly, like the I mean, the challenges weren't super easy when I was pretty leveled up. So I'm I'm honestly wondering if like, hmm. I mean, it, it could probably be kind of a slog. I I ran through it pretty quickly, I guess. So maybe I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was, I was, I was like, uh, I did Musefelheim and Niflheim pretty much at the same time for my playthrough. I played them pretty much both end games. So okay. Uh, the other thing, since we're talking about God of War, uh, and I don't know why I thought of this scene, but the scene where I forgot what's the lands with the like flying bug guys with the pitchforks. It's one of the first places. Oh, you go Alfheim, into. yeah, Alfheim. The scene 
where boy, you like just saw your wife and you're just in reach and boy pulls you out. That scene is so good. Like, <laughs> I hate God of War. There's so much stuff to talk about. Every time we talk about him, like, that is a pretty good game. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. Um, yeah. But yeah, that scene. Yeah, the... Uh, the voice acting for boy there definitely felt believe and like the way that they animated him, you know, it just all felt very believable and real. Um, and obviously he was very upset at you, understandably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. We, like we, scene, we won't spoil what happens after that. Like when, when boy gets you, um, but that, yeah, that scene, that scene always sticks in my head. And then the, uh, one where you're his name's Balder, right? The, the guy, the, the first boss that you fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That last fight with Balder too. That one is that. That, that is a badass fight. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what if we just threw every single thing in the game into one fight, <laughs> and then called it a day? I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I mean that that should be what you do. Like at the end of the game, like it should. Yeah, they they should be teaching you how to get ready for a a final fight. Like it shouldn't just be like, oh, you've learned this new skill, and we're only going to use the new skill um, in the end, kind of thing. Like, yeah, it should be it should be a progression. Yeah, it should, it should be great. But so yeah, yeah. Either way, fire game. I'm super excited to see what you think of the Valkyries. I am super you, excited. You didn't play Niflheim much either. I actually like I I praise Niflheim a lot for being really good post game content. So I'm excited to see what you think of that. Cause yeah, it do be spice. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should say it's a little poisonous. Yeah, so I, I should say since I'm now playing content with like side quests that I hadn't played before, and then getting into end game content. So far, it just it keeps getting better. Like there, there. I haven't like done a side quest or something. And been like, oh, like it didn't add that much to it. Like the you are rewarded very well with the resources um, for doing the the side quest content, and there, it's actually it tells you more about the characters, um, the interactions. It, it actually progresses some things pretty well. So it's it's impressive. Um, no, the side stuff is great. Yeah. So so that's why God of War wins. So Dead by Daylight. Let's let's talk about Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no not not a booable game at all it's actually a fantastic game that oliver and i have spent a lot of time playing um and it's a lot it's, of fun yeah it's so it's online co-op only and it's the asynchronous multiplayer so there is one killer and then there are four survivors and the four survivors are trying to escape the killer is trying to kill do be what killers do um and uh there's different killers and they they bring in from all different horror genres like with dlc packs and stuff so like saw nightmare on elm street friday the 13th halloween um there's uh, there's more and then there's also original characters in the game it started out small but they just keep adding content to it and similarly when they bring in those packs it's not just the characters like the the worlds you're trying to escape come from those um movies or or ips so like i think haddonfield is the name of it's like one of the more infamous uh dead by daylight uh places and it's from halloween i believe yeah. um if i understand correctly but yeah and you're you're trying in order for to escape so it's not just like ooh running away you there are these generators 
that you have to get running in order to power up the exit gates and the generators they're all broken and so you go and you're basically like holding a trigger fixing the the whatever the generator but then every once in a while there are skill checks that'll pop up and you have to click at the right time to hit the skill check if you don't boom generator explodes you lose a little bit of progress and it also notifies the killer where you are um they get an alert they can see physically on the map where the generator blew up so they know there are people over there so then they're running for you and stuff and if they attack you um some killers have like a one hit down where you're automatically on the ground um but usually it takes two hits one hit injures you the second hit you're on the ground um and then they have to hook you and then you can potentially escape from the hook or the survivors can save you from the hook but if you get hooked three times you die um automatically and when you're when you're over. injured you walk way slower yes like yeah. it's it's way and you leave like a blood trail too right like it's i thought there was some advantage to them tracking you yeah they, they you, can if, if you are running you leave marks on the ground that the killer can see um if you're walking you don't but yes the blood if you are injured you will bleed so if you try and hide in a locker blood will pool outside the locker so you can't really effectively hide in a locker um if you're injured effectively yeah and you can try pulling yourself off of the hook but it's what like a one in 20th chance or something like that that sounds right it's yeah four or five percent at best uh but because it's so low odds i know at least you've had this experience before where you you pulled yourself off in the killer because obviously people that play the killer also play the survivors right they understand like what you're going through so the killer saw and he was just like you deserve to get out like yeah (laughs) I was that, that never fucking happens, bro. Like you won GG and he was just like left it left it going. It it was definitely by far the least toxic like online game I've ever played. There are toxic people for sure, but I don't know if it's just because it's got like its own like it's kind of a smaller game, not huge like Fortnite and League of Legends and stuff. Um but yeah, you'll have a lot of those scenarios where um, like the the killer and you have this unspoken language if you, if you follow the community you'll know certain things um, there's like certain metas that you just follow for no reason other than you you know it and you do there's nothing in the game forcing you to do those things and yeah that that makes it a lot of fun too um but yeah there's I, also I, been I times where like the killer never plans to i've had this where the killer never plans to kill anyone in the first place so everyone is like running around batshit scared but he just runs around to cause terror there's no actual game plan for him he just chases everyone to chase but he'll like never actually take people down yeah it's a it is a super non-toxic community and because of that you just get the dumbest shit like like the killer escorting you out when you get yourself pulled off the hook and shit like that it's ridiculous no and and i mean granted it's been a couple years i think since we've played it so Mm -hmm. it's possible it's grown or changed maybe become a little bit more toxic but i have watched some people play it um some streamers play it more recently and it seems like it's still in a really good place um like it's it's nothing is perfect no online community is but as far as online games i've played it is one of the the most welcoming for sure yeah and uh, there, there's a couple killers that are pretty, pretty annoying. But for the most part, I, I, I think the balancing is pretty good. It definitely is not. It never feels like a guaranteed GG either way. You know, like it yes. definitely. Yeah. Like both both parties definitely have to work for it to get it. Um, so which which is nice. It, it 
can get really boring if you just like escape every single game, you know. And For real. Just like, oh, yeah, like I guess I'm better than that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, yeah, there are some things you can do both as the killer and as the the survivor that are annoying to the other um so like as a survivor there are some parts of some maps that you can essentially infinitely kind of run around um and just like take the the killer on a wild goose chase more or less um and similarly the killer people don't like when the killer camps essentially so like once you get a survivor on the hook other survivors can come and take you off the hook but if the killer is just standing there right next to the survivor on the hook, um, it's just it's not as fun for everyone because it's like, oh, you're guaranteeing a kill, um, but it's it's not as fun. Like it doesn't give that opportunity like you should be. And it actually makes more sense for the killer to try and seek out and do more damage to the other survivors and try and get them. So it's it's not even the best strategy. It'll get you some blood points, which is what you use to upgrade your skills. Um, but yeah, it's not fun for anybody like. Yeah, they can just go fix literally all the generators and just leave that person on the hook. Like, yeah, it, it just it really circumvents the whole point of the game, which makes it poopy. But that's it's pretty rare that I feel like people do that. For the most part, like, I think the killers know that it it's not as fun and it's also, like, not a good strat for them. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah. Yeah. The community, I'd say, pretty healthy overall. Gameplay, I mean, we played a lot of hours. That, uh... If Payday 2 had a better... <laughs> uh computer version then maybe it wouldn't we would wouldn't have played it so much but hey i'm, I'm happy you, for it Pay, payday got us to dead by daylight and yeah we're better said, I, so. I definitely recommend dead by daylight for pc over payday 2 any day so <laughs> but yes yeah, so all of that to be said it god of war only wins for me because of how epic it is um it, we've joked about it from the start and it's not really that big of a joke that god of war was going to win it all anyway um so it's dead by daylight is still a fantastic game really good always talk about how it's really fun to have good games you can play with other people um so that it, it gets huge points for that it's it did something um it executed on a fairly original idea it's not completely original but it's it's a really good iteration of kind of that asynchronous multiplayer bringing in all of the different horror franchises and stuff too um can be a lot of fun if you're if you're a fan of horror it's it's that kind of a good good fun gameplay but yeah god of war wins super mario wins but follow three and dead by daylight they're still great games still great games still great but that's all i had for today we next some good ones i'm gonna say this every episode but i should put it in for this episode <laughs> yeah from from here Sucks. from here on out yeah it's gonna be it's only gonna get worse better and better I games know. are getting eliminated so there's yeah hmm. some games i did not feel too remorseful getting rid of i'm like ah oh, you know they're good games but like there's definitely a lot of better games, and now we're getting to the point where I'm like, eh, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's not too many bad games that have slipped through the bracket at this point, right? There's not too many like mess that have made it up. Uh, I know so. it's forcing us to think actually critically about these games. <laughs> Horrible. Like, God, no, I actually love it. It's it's a lot more exciting. Like having these exciting matchups is is much more interesting. So I'm I'm happy we're here. It's and so oh I meant to say so I did look it up. Uh, our first episode was May nineteenth, twenty twenty. So we just crossed the one year mark of uh, oh! Mo Video Games. 
happy anniversary happy anniversary freaking wild god i can't believe we've been doing this for a year yeah that's, that's actually insane i so the desk that we made for this well so for the viewers who I, I guess if you've been a long time listener you're definitely aware that we made a desk specifically for the mo video games podcast it, we just made a desk and then drilled a hole in the center because i didn't have a good <laughs> yeah. mounting mechanism for my microphone uh so we just drilled the hole so that we could like slide the mic stand in it um but the desk is still in good use. My roommate's using it, and he, he really likes it, actually. So the, the, even the Mo Video Games peripherals are still living on. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, man, one year. That feels good. Have to have a beer for that one. Absolutely. Have, have a beer. Have some coffee for us. If you've been around, if you've been a Mo Video Games fan since day one, we, we salute you. Um, and if you're just joining us now, we salute we you salute to being you. with us for the next year. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. We're happy you're here. Um, it's 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 fun to to have you guys um, interact with us when you do. Um, being on, listening. Hopefully, hopefully you're having fun listening to the podcast. Um, it's it's been it's been a wild ride, but uh, here's to two years. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, cool. Yeah, but that that's that's all I had on that exciting note. So, links in the description. Yeah, Instagram, Mo Video Games, podcast services. We host the the podcast on Podbean, so you can find that on movideogames.podbean.com. Um, and we we live stream on YouTube. So if you if you want to be a part of the live stream, chat with us while we're streaming and recording the podcast. Follow us or subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell because we go live randomly. <laughs> so you got to get notified if you want to be part of the live stream. You'll never know when we're going live. We don't know Which when we're will, going live. Which will change maybe, some, maybe someday. The problem ah. is, is, I mean, the, the Sundays are the planned time. It's just <laughs> life seems to happen a lot. So It's crazy. So the planned time doesn't happen a lot. Uh, yeah. But what is it? It's two weekends from now right uh i think so three two weekends yeah. from now three weekends i can yeah because it's memorial day oh, next yeah, weekend sure. and then yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it's only 21st so three weekends from now it'll be a in person for the first time in months Mobile reunited we're gonna have to knock all my roommate shit off his desk and use the table again. yes <laughs> without telling him no, no of course no forewarning just and do it in his room Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll be having a, a in-person episode for that one. So we'll have to do something special. I don't know what the hell. Uh, do, probably but... drink some Dunkin'. That's for sure. That sounds like a good time, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 gonna be some inside jokes coming out, and uh, it's great. All right, we're full of them. So. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thank you. We will catch you guys in the next one. Have a great day. Josie. Josie. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. What a weird episode it absolutely was. Let us know on Instagram, YouTube comments, all that kind of stuff. If you think that Fallout 3's combat is better than the tried and true jumping on the head of Super Mario 64. Say it with me. 
Super Mario 64 has better combat, but let us know if you disagree with that. Let us know which games you would pick. Let us know your thoughts on soundtracks, all that kind of fun stuff. And make sure to go follow us on Instagram at MoVideoGames and check us out on YouTube, podcast services, whichever one you're not currently on. We got some content. You can live stream with us, ask us questions, and we will chat with you while we're recording the podcast. That's on YouTube at MoVideoGames. So make sure you get subscribed and hit that notification bell because with our crazy schedules, we never know when we're actually going to go live as much as we try and make it regular. So we hope to see you guys at our next live stream. We hope you guys are having a great day and we'll catch you in the next one. Juice.